I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, I am very excited to say we're hunting Gormagala. And his son played the mash. They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a Jericho coming down. Now you know. Oh, bring the wall down. Gormagala. Gormagala possesses wings with black trowel-like membrane. They lack visual receptors, heightening their senses by scattering scales from their wings to ascertain the locations of life forms. At the peak of their senses, fearless extend from their head, their wings unfurl and they become frenzied. They are feared not only for their sinister appearance, but also for the mysterious frenzy virus that they carry. No one could have seen it coming. This stalking shadow. The mist that envelops it. An evil force that consumes its prey. It's already too late. Even those who struggle in a desperate effort to survive are beaten and pinned down by its overwhelming force. Not until the end, when all is over, will it reveal its ghastly form. Best monster in the game, lads. There's no questions. It's just the best. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. He's up, he Big time. Just great xenomorph-like vibes from the design. Yes. Oh yeah, I was. Go- I don't know if we said that last time, but we definitely uh, yeah. need to. They're big with like the blind eyes and the mm. black sort of carapace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like that aspect of gore, like right off the bat, that he's like can't see. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I like that. Like in monsters, like where they've got like other, they're using their other senses and abilities to kind of fight their prey. It is cool that obviously from a design aspect, you can see it doesn't have eyes. But I do like as well when they bring, they make that and then have a actual gameplay response. Like flash bombs do not work on them at all. Mm-hmm. As a result, uh, just neat little touches like that just make me really, really appreciate this this whole game and make me appreciate the Gormagala even more than I already do. <laughs> what a lad. So, for listeners who may be brand new joining at World or at Rise, do you want to talk about sort of the where Gormagala comes from and maybe why we're so attached? Yeah, um, well, for you and I, Luke, I mean, I don't know how far you got in for you, but um, I always consider we both kind of started and got into um, the game of Generations initially. Um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have encountered it in Fort You. I didn't play that much. Yeah, so like the like when when we first fought the monster in Generations, like it was just a really cool looking, uh, well designed monster, um, with some like unique gameplay elements you haven't se- you hadn't, we hadn't seen in the game before to that point, which we'll obviously speak about during the episode, but. The actual debut of Gormagala was in Monster Hunter 4. Um, 
obviously we, which we experienced through Four Ultimate, where he is <coughs> effectively your Magnamalo Nergigante equivalent that you know he's like your recurring boss enemy, so to speak, that uh, persists throughout the main story of Four Ultimate, and pretty much, pretty much, I would say to actually more degree than nearly any other monster in the series, like really fuels that whole game with the the frenzy virus, the actual you know hunt chasing it across the world, with the caravaneer and everything like that. Um, and for you, I think we've always spoken about this on the on the podcast. Like for you is from a story standpoint, like probably the peak of the series. Um, and I think because the build up Gore Magala in such a good way throughout that game, um, we've always been so well. I I know I've always really enjoyed it from the from the outset, just from yeah. the design side. That first but, like the first hunt is like on the on the boat, right? On the boat, like, that's the, right. Going to Regala where you have to repel them, and that's just like it's such a good set piece that. That's it. It's such a shame that they haven't brought stuff like that back or done like like other kind of set pieces like that, like to use like because clearly like the the guild and hunters like they travel on boats. It's either across like either across the ocean or over like the sand dunes like they use kind of boats of some sort like and they should just use that they like, more because like, it's great kind of set piece kind of scenarios like they could be pulling from and when they've done that with gore it's just such a memorable moment mm-hmm. they did do some set pc stuff in world but yeah not on the boat mm-hmm. yeah and rise had like the rampage and then first um magna marlo and then um, Narwa, mm-hmm. Narwa, and yeah, are tied into the rampage, but so, the rampage was mostly felt separate from our play, like journey through the game. Mm. There's only like one or two necessary rampages, and then we didn't play it that much. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Gormagala and the frenzy, like the main thing you were encountering in Monster Hunter Four was tied into Gormagala, the actual gameplay. And the yeah, story like, and then the end game combined to build like, up yeah, this monster. Definitely. And yeah, I don't think they've come. They've done that since. No, and certainly not before. I mean, the whole four-year journey—you're chasing Gormagala, right? Like that's the. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. It's not only the story, gameplay-wise. Frenzy is a big mechanic, and yeah, because everything, everything and leads frenzy into is like tied that's, to Gormagala. Yeah, that's what I'm saying there, because everything kind of leads into like the whole even like end game mechanic where you're fighting like the apex monsters yeah. before ultimate and like that's all tied into them be basic those monsters reacting to the frenzy virus they the monsters way. that fought through it like we can yeah yeah but yeah they are apex monsters and we are an apex hunter it's a really cool the way it all mixes in like uh they make them easy to love like that's yes that's definitely the the, the crux of that whole little uh, side point well, the... there is there's a lot of Time and energy and obviously development time make into Gore put into Gore Magala, so you can see that it comes across as really apparent with like the the unique unique mechanic he has, the design, and um, the fact that it evolves as well, like a like a bloody Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess like last time we'll get to that in a later episode. Yeah, but that brings me on, like because yeah, there is all of that background. But me and you, Jay, still fell in love with this monster, basically stripped of that. Well, that's it. And I think 
players that are new to Rise probably will do the same. Like I was, I remember, um, I remember reading a Reddit thread about like it was something like this titled like "New Players to Rise: What Are Your Favorite Monsters?" and uh, Gore Magala came up quite often. Like people were saying, like, "Oh yeah, he's you know really cool design." I really like the you know the frenzy mechanic. Like it's a uh, a really good sort of risk reward mechanic of having to get in there and and attack yeah. the monster regularly. Which I know you're not quite there, Luke, but they do pretty much have that throughout the whole end game loop of okay uh, Sunbreak as well. So um, they know it's a good mechanic. That of you know the whole kind of not quite bloodborne because you're not recovering health with the frenzy, but you are still. Yeah, you have to be aggressive, or it's going to bite you in the ass. Or it's going to, you know, when that bar fully runs proc. Out, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I, I remember it from the previous games and this one. So that's it, and it's like the the fact that it has a whole mechanic built around it. Like it just it obviously sticks out. You're like, oh yeah, that's the frenzy monster. Well, yeah, um, other monsters have a status that maybe is introduced with them, <laughs> but I don't feel like any other status affects the gameplay in the way. The frenzy does. No, no, I would uh, definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, because like the, mean, what other monsters like have, like you can use it. Like I said in like the last episode, you can. There's a way to kind of prep for it or negate it, whereas you can't do that with Gormagalas. Like it's just it's always there, and you've got to kind of deal with it through gameplay mm, and attacking yeah. the monster, which is a good thing. Definitely. <laughs> So and compared to your memories from the older games, how does the fight feel in Rise? As good, if not better, to be honest. And that's probably just through the improved game speed and you know fluidity of the combat in Rise. Um, yeah, it feels like, like it's like more mobile and like in Sunbreak compared to the older games. But like I think you've just got that in general. Like since World, like the mobility is just kind of shot up across the mm-hmm. board, like for the hunter and monsters like to kind of compensate for that fighting so. it in the citadel as well when you i think this time and the other time i fought it you end up having the finale of your battle in like the church which i'm assuming is where i'm going to fight malzino soon enough but so it's just that really cool grand like showdown where there's this big dark monster and you're in a churchyard and the music's ramped up and it's here we go Two enter and one leaves. It's not even that. Like it's at the very cool. beginning of the hunt, like you start the fight at the top of the mountain on that kind of like mountain plateau yeah, type yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I don't think any other monster goes up there, to my knowledge, from what I've played of the game. Like so that feels like that's gore. Just the um, other one we're going to talk about in another episode. Yes, and, 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 and that one's... Uh, did we not skirt around this on the original episode as well? We like, did that last time as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not even like spoiler. A, it's not even a secret, is it? It's no. more a case of like, we know we've got to do an episode on the Shagaru Magala in a couple of weeks, so yeah. we don't want to blow any of that now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, like the fact that it's got its own little arena, it just just adds to this to how special the fight feels, you know. Like, um, I know they can't ever have him as the main villain monster again because they've done that. It would feel like a, re- a retread. But um, 
me and you have spoken about this just like we would happily play like a 4U HD like and like Gore would carry that game like he did well back it's funny in you the, say that because original in, as well. in 4U they have a big plot where Kishala Diora is the main Elder Dragon you're like building up for so 4U uh, is a game where they did yes, reuse that's an old monster G rank, story. right? right yeah 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 so it's not impossible that they could make a story where an older returning Elder Dragon is a big deal. I suppose so. If anything, I think in Sunbreak, Gormagala's dropped in like without much ceremony. It's not even an urgent quest. No, that's right. That's right. Um, I just remember getting into Four Star and looking for the list of new monsters. and <laughs> um, I'd fortunately been unspoiled um that he was he wasn't in you know in the game i think he was oh, dropped in one of nice. the first trailers so Bring i looked the for something I... to the effect of oh ho, ho. <laughs> probably something like that or oh yeah here we go <laughs> like just absolutely chuffed to bits to see him there because he is my favorite monster um hands down so uh, yeah. and he was like very widely requested i think oh yeah i mean um like you're right up there, like and the and the favourites like are like the kinda of top top tier like monsters like the big two I'd say is either Gormagala or Nargakuga. Like those are the mm-hmm. ones people will generally And in terms say. of ones that people have been begging to come back, it's Gormagala and Legiacris. And obviously there are much yeah. bigger hurdles to getting Legiacris back how you remember him than there are to Gore. Mm-hmm. One thing I do love about Gore in this game compared to fighting him in four or even generations is the fact that you can see right across the map in Rise and Sunbreak. Mm-hmm. And like because he tends to perch himself up, like you said, on top of that mountain or in the castle, you can see him all the way across the map and like, oh my god, look at that thing just looming over the environment. Mm. I gotta go fight that. Big creepy fucker, yeah, absolutely. I think as well with the jump to seeing him in you know, uh uh well, I know you probably you would have been able to fight him in Generations Ultimate, but let's face it, visually compared to Rise, that's a bit of a leap <laughs> going from GU to to Rise. Um, I I think like things like the um, like when he goes into his rage mode, and like the actual color palette of the area change, the lighting changes in the area, that you get that kind of purple, purple haze up in my mind. Mm. Um, you get that across the whole. Uh, arena um it just it really looks visually impressive when he when he does that and obviously from a design standpoint just those like purple talons that are kind of like yeah, purple horns that are kind of like glowing like almost like this eerie luminescence just adds i always to saw like people like cool worried factor. about that like like the aura thing that he puts up when he goes into like the full like rage mode like a lot of people were kind of worried like oh how do you bring him back when it's like open-ended maps and he has that like, because in the closed-off zones, it's easy to, like, darken, like, one zone mm. when he goes into Enraging Mode, but, like, how do you do that? Like, in an open, kind of, more open environment map. But I think they handle it, like, really well. You never really notice it. It's not like you kind of no. no, look off like, into yeah, the distance. Like a, it's like, it's like they just put, like, a filter, like, over the screen, like, really. Like, uh, it's like, I don't think... Like, you always see it no matter where you look in Sunbreak, so, like, when he's yeah. engaged, so... So that's a nice aspect of it. Like I do like that. That they didn't kind of in terms ruin of it in any way. 
terms of his visual design, like you mentioned at the start of the episode, Jess, that he's got like some xenomorph about him, which is definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, so one thing about dragons, which you see in what mythology and Monster Hunter does as well, is that they've got four limbs plus wings, which like, you know, nothing outside of the insect world really does. And then with Gore, it even walks on the wings. So it's That's got right. like six limbs. And you combine that with like the carapace and everything, it's just weird. Mm. And it has got like a bit of an insect vibe to it. And there's nothing else that does that in this game or anything else that I can think of. It's a really unique, even just in the way it moves, there's nothing else quite like it. And it means that when it's barreling towards you, it's, you know, it's got six legs stomping instead of four. It just really feels like it's trundling towards you. It's coming at you. It's like the closest, the closest thing I can think of. Like it's kind of almost similar as, as Valstrax, but like even that yeah. his wings, it uses his wings, but they're not, they're not, li- they're not limbs. But like he uses them, mm. like so it's still got like the kind of the six pronged attack almost. But yeah, like yeah, that's right. As far as like limbs go, yeah, the gore's like probably the only one. And yeah, it's got really the adds to like the otherworldliness of the monster. Like we spoke about, like how. It reminds us of the xenomorph and, you know, obviously this alien, otherworldly beast and to that element the Gormagala feels like nothing else in the game. Like, obviously Xenogiva was meant to have that same sort of feel, you know, like, like with the whole, like, this thing arrived on a comet, this thing's not of this world, this thing's creepy and alien and disgusting and not natural. And you get that sense from Gormagala in a lot of ways, I feel. Um, so Zenojiva was great for that, but then absolutely bottled it with Safajiva. Whereas Gormagala has, yeah, an otherworldly alien crawled out of some, you know, pit design to it. But then Shagaru Magala also has this weird, very different otherworldliness. Mm. So I would say, if anything, it does it better than Xenojiva when you put yes. the whole two forms together. Talk package. Mm. The last remember, bit. Of that, on you go. So I was gonna say, four U would have been, because three U was somewhat successful in the West, and then four U mm. was they gave it a big old push, right? It's a three DS exclusive, gave it a lot of marketing. It, I think, it did sell, you know, some copies. And well, I remember like, seeing basically a lot like of the two games behind it, like as well, like that kind of. I mm. think that helps, like obviously, try on on the Wii and then three U. Yeah. Wii U, like, and then you drop another, you drop like the next kind of proper sequel, like it's, it's got, that's got to help. But what I was going to say is, I remember seeing a lot of pictures from E3 or Gamescom or whatever of that big statue of Gormagala they used to trot out, and that thing looked really sick. And I would love to have seen it in the flesh, as it were, mm. in the plastic. Just a strong ass design. Yeah, like the last sort of like element that I, that I want to touch on in the design is, and I, I don't remember seeing this as clearly in the older games. Again, this might just be another element of having. I can see clearly now. My eyes are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, makes no sense. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a byproduct of it just being on a more souped up engine, but like the wings 
you kind of have like this almost like this black smoke rolling off them like and it really adds to it like, almost looking like a cape like like balling along the ground besides the gore um mm-hmm. which again just adds to that cool factor right like it just they, they wanted to make a cool but creepy looking monster um and by god they succeeded oh yeah oh yeah so the name comes from gore just means basically they just wanted a word that sounds really scary and evil mm-hmm. and then magala comes from um aramaic and means like incarnation so he's just like the incarnation of all evil and doom which is you know fits yeah. an absolute edgelord oc with wings yeah. made of snow and no eyes and he sees through the virus he spreads <laughs> One thing I did want to actually touch upon, and you just reminded me of there, um, so do you know the, uh, the, the there's an NPC that roams about, um, roams about Elgado, yeah, and he's yeah, like yeah. a proper massive edge lord, um, <laughs> like Chevalier, one of the first three chevaliers. That's it. Like one of the first. Of one of the first requests he gives you. Is for a Gormagala. I just thought, yes, perfect. Give the Edgelord <laughs> the, the, the Gormagala request. That's what we like to see. Silver, oh, because yeah, I think I just picked up that quest because it's a Gormagala mm. capture. That's right, yep. And that surprised me, but yeah, I forget. It does, it calls it unknown when it's Gormagala. It doesn't call it an Elder Dragon mm-hmm. until Shagra Magala. That's right, yeah. No. One thing that, um, Again, me and Jas have kind of spoken about. It. We'd love to see back. Would be the oh, what's it called? The the kind of variant. I know the one. I can't remember its name, but yeah, where you can see the gold scales coming through. That's right. What's that called? The ch- there, chaotic gore. Chaotic, That's chaotic gore. Yeah. yeah, like they've got to put that in an event. They've got to. Yeah. Well, they mostly seem to be adding like subspecies and weird variants yeah. in the events. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like it? rare variances. Generally, the title of this. Who knows? Maybe the next title update. Maybe it's one of the. I'm assuming it's going, they're going to do another four monsters like for the next title update. So I'm hoping for Chaotic Gore to be one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy. is a podcast but a miserable pile of banter join us Malzino. next week for Malzino but enough talk have at you but there's a little bit more talk because you can find this podcast on twitter <laughs> at monster mash pod we're also on facebook youtube spotify apple podcast make sure you like and subscribe rate and review tell a friend and if you want to help support this podcast and find links to other podcasts that me and my pals create you can go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastios. And uh, Jas, what can they tweet at the absent Andy Bourne? Yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. What can they tweet at AndyMan949 this week? I don't know, man. I usually, like, like just completely the last episode we recorded, like, that was my kind of go-to thing I thought of. It's so funny because you do this every week you direct it at Jas. 
and every week he's completely <laughs> surprised. <laughs> I've been fine the last few times because generally I've thought ahead or we've only recorded like one episode and now we've recorded two back to back and I'm like, what do I say? Because usually I try and like riff off of something maybe Andy's like said, but he's not been here this week, so. Well, what do you Tweet think, Andy? Andy Man Nine Four Nine, which you prefer out of Alien or Aliens, and uh, one lucky winner <laughs> will get a free copy of something out of Andy's cupboard. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, oh speaking go. of which, check that. out sister podcast Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary because during this month of October we will finally be doing a podcast about the film Alien. Nice. nice. I've already recorded it. I know it's coming out. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> we got a guest in. She is a comedian who is on the improv group called Ripley. Very good. I don't know why, but when you said I've got a guest in, my first thought was, and it's Jonesy the cat. <laughs> Jay. That cat's dead. <laughs> That's very sad. Oh my god. Sorry, stop the presses. Um, Monster Hunter Explore had an Evangelion Gormagala. Oh, brilliant. 10th <laughs> Angel Gormagala, and it looks... Well, it looks like a Metroid boss, to be honest, but it does look pretty sick. That <laughs> well, was a Metroid boss. It looks sick, right? Yeah. Talk about another Gormagala. game that's like, influenced by aliens and xenomorphs. Yeah. Gormagala now with 100% more emotional suffering. The monster is part of a collaboration with Neon Genesis... Evangelion, with its appearance based on Zarael. All right, catch you next time. See you.